The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. An important question for you to answer this morning, why did the chicken cross the road? The answer is to get to the other side. That was his purpose. Okay, so let's rephrase that question. Why did the parents cross the road? Maybe to get away from the chickens and the kids. You know, being a parent sometimes isn't so easy. It's a lot of hard work. You have to make sure all those outlets are protected. And then several years later, you're still finding you have those little safety caps on the outlets. You have to make sure that the doors have those special lock handles on. You're going to make sure the kids get all their immunizations. And when they are sick, you're going to take care of them. Then there's all the daily routine of packing the lunches and the backpacks and pushing them off to school. And of course, the extra attention you're going to give when they're in the pool or at the beach or maybe getting close to the street, you want to make sure they're safe. Do you realize how much you have put us through? Parenting is a lot of work. As somebody once said, if you think my hands are full, you should look at my heart. Because while parenting may be hard work, it's also heart work. But the jobs that parents have is also shared by this family we call a church. Because together we are all working with that same heart to raise this next generation. The Apostle Paul, in speaking about raising up Christians, refers to the work of laying a foundation. And so in this next month, we're going to be looking at the important foundations that we have in our life. And, and today it's going to be the foundation of faith. The Apostle Paul used the building, building of a structure as a, a picture for the building up of God's people. And in that process, he refers to laying a foundation. He refers to the construction work and also the final inspection. Let's listen to his words this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 as we are reminded about the foundation of our faith. We begin with these first verses. For we are, God's, we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. When we look at those words and look at our own lives, we could acknowledge this, that we're standing on a, a good foundation. Now, a foundation is a very important part of a building. Therefore, a lot of attention will be given to its construction. A foundation, of course, bring several things to a building. Stability and strength. It helps to set the size 
and the shape of the building as well. All of that is important. Because if the foundation is weak, if the foundation isn't right, then the building won't be right either. So the Apostle Paul is reminding us of the foundation that he laid and the one that's been laid for us. And he's reminding us we're standing on the right foundation, and that is Jesus. Paul describes himself as a, a master or wise builder. In the Greek, it was the word architekon, from which we get our English word architect. Now, when we think of an architect today, no offense, Dave, we, we think of somebody who is one who just puts together the plan, the drawings. But in those days, it was more than that. The architect was also on site. He was there lending a hand. He was doing the actual building. Paul tells us how it was he was a wise builder. He tells us about the building foundation that he laid. He said when he came to Corinth, he had this in mind. It was just to preach Christ Jesus and him crucified. Because Christ, he said, is our righteousness and our salvation. If you put it into building terms, we'd say he was the right foundation because of everything that a foundation was for, that stability and strength. You see, we're strong, as the choir is saying, not in ourselves, but in the Lord. If we look at ourselves, we see weaknesses, we see failings, we see fallings away from God's word. We don't always keep his commandments. How could we possibly stand before God? Only because we stand on the foundation of Jesus, who with his perfect life of righteousness provided a perfect obedience that's ours through faith, and so we can stand before God unashamed through faith in him. That's the stability and strength that we need from a foundation. Jesus as a foundation is also important because he's the size and, and the shape. Jesus didn't come just to pay for the sins of a few people. He came to pay for the sins of all people. Jesus laid down his life, taking upon himself the guilt of the whole world, thus taking that guilt away from us and bringing us forgiveness. You see, in Jesus, we have a perfect foundation. We are standing on a good foundation. And that's the foundation that's been laid for you young people, as it has for everyone else. Through instruction in the Word of God, you have come to see the importance and the wonderful foundation in Jesus Christ. After laying that foundation, Paul goes on to talk about the building or construction process. He says, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one 
escaping through the flames. With this, Paul is reminding us of the importance of keeping the building process going, and that is that we are supported with the right teachings. Now, in using that picture again of building, he refers to some building, quali- uh, building characteristics or materials. He refers to gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. And with that, he was simply describing the different materials that are used. For example, the quality ones like gold, silver, and precious stones, they're costly, they're imperishable, they're permanent. Those are good building materials. But in his list, he also talked about wood, hay, and straw. We would say that those are the inferior uh, materials because they're cheaper, they're perishable, they're temporary. You remember what happened to the three little pigs and the wolf and their houses. In the same way, he's simply describing that we need to have good quality material, good teachings upon which we build our faith. Those teachings must be on that foundation. Those teachings must relate to Jesus Christ as Savior. The inferior ones, that's the foolishness of man. That's his way of thinking about things. That's the teachings he would have us hang on to instead of the the grace that we have in Jesus Christ. He would speak of us needing to do our own part, us needing to contribute to, to get into heaven. Paul denounces that and said that's the foolishness of the world. Rather, the wisdom of God is what we find in the grace of God in Jesus Christ. You see, you're standing on a good foundation, aren't you? Well, let's take a look. What are you standing on? Parents, adults, what are you standing on as your foundation? In these days of a political campaign, everybody's focused on the people, their characteristics, and, and their platform, that is, the foundation, their ideas for how to improve our country or whatever it might be. It's very easy for us to start thinking along the lines of what do human beings think? What can we do? But when it comes to our salvation, and we can only think of what Christ has done. That's your foundation, is who Jesus is. As you are going to make your public testimony this morning, you are going to talk about Jesus as being the Son of God, deity, who became human through the virgin birth. We'll speak of his death and his burial and his resurrection as the foundation, as the very thing that purchased us from sin and from the devil and from death and gives us eternal life. That's the firm foundation that has been laid for you. That's the firm foundation we stand on. It's the firm foundation we also continue to keep building on because now we keep looking at the scriptures to hear the message of the law and the gospel. And you were taught about that. How God's law convicts us of our sin and shows us our need for a savior and how that gospel clearly shows God's free and unlimited, unconditional love and forgiveness for us. It reminds us that we are saved by grace alone, 
and that grace comes to us through faith alone. You see how those good quality teachings are set on that foundation of Jesus. But to that we also add the sacraments, because through them we get God's grace. In baptism, God tells us clearly in the scriptures that our sins are washed away and that we are clothed like we are today with the white robe of Christ's righteousness. Baptism is not simply some dedication of a person's life. It's God working his grace in our hearts. That's what the scriptures teach. And in the Lord's Supper, God continues to pour out his grace and forgiveness to us as he assures us that our sins have been paid for by giving us the actual price that was paid for in a miraculous way, Jesus' body and blood is present in the bread and wine just as his words declare. Those are the quality teachings upon which we build our lives, upon which we stand for salvation. Are you standing on that foundation? Don't let yourself be knocked off. This morning, young people, you are making a promise to God that this is what you believe and this is what you will continue to be faithful to. Don't let yourself be pushed off that foundation. Don't let yourself be drawn away from it. Make your promise this morning and then keep your promise. Keep standing on Jesus, your Savior. Now as God in his grace has built us on that foundation, on that foundation, he also urges us to keep on building and to do so with the right plan. In those words that we looked at, the Apostle Paul was telling us what God's plan is to keep building our lives on that foundation. It starts this way. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. With those words, he's reminding us that there is a team that God has put together to do this building process. It's called the Christian church. Now, in today's atmosphere, there seems to be a lot of criticism and cynicism in regard to people. People are imperfect, but God's word is perfect. And God has chosen to use people to bring that word to us. God has given us pastors and teachers, parents, fellow church members. Together we work as a team to build each other up on that foundation. Let's be thankful for the people God has put in our life who do that very thing. But we also need to follow the advice that Paul was following. He said, according to the grace that God gave me, I was building. We want to build with God's grace. Not our own laws, not our own statutes or regulations, but with the grace that God has given us in Jesus Christ. That's the saving foundation. And that means we want to continue to teach with the right things. He was referring to those building materials and the quality of that work, of those materials and the work that was being done. He's reminding us to stay faithful then to God's word 
to use that word to build our lives because this is God's church. We are God's people. So we want to build with a right purpose. And Paul explains that. He says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. And you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. So as we continue to build our lives on the foundation of Christ, Let's continue to do it, staying faithful. He refers to the day when God will reveal the quality of those building materials with fire. And that fire is simply referring to God's judgment. Those materials like gold and silver and precious stones will withstand that judgment. But the wood, hay, and straw, those teachings that rely on something other than God's grace, will be burned up, and that's it. However, he said the one who is standing on that foundation will escape through the fire. And the words could maybe be understood as saying, you'll have a narrow escape, or you'll get through it by the skin of your teeth. Did you know that there's no skin on your teeth? In other words, what he's telling us don't take the risk. Stay strong. Stay faithful to the truth so that you will not have to escape by the skin of your teeth, but will have the certainty, will have a confidence of God's salvation on the day he comes. Martin Luther used to say, I've got two days on my calendar, today and that day, meaning the day when Christ returns. He was focused on being ready for that day. Let's us be focused on being ready for that day too. And for one more purpose, Paul talks about building also in Ephesians chapter 2, a verse that we use as the foundational verse of our congregation. We are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, that is their word, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Now we live. Now we continue to build. Building our lives for God's purpose. For God's glory. What kind of foundation has been laid for you? A good one. What foundation are you standing on? Jesus Christ. I read where during the Middle Ages when some of these beautiful cathedrals were being built in Europe, they would have to look for places to get the good quality stones. And it might have been a quarry that was maybe 50 miles away. But the effort was made to bring those good stones to that town, to that place where that church would be built. And they would assemble a team of people, kind of like a, a bucket brigade, 
and they would simply take the stone and pass it on to somebody who would lay it down. That's our job. That's our goal. Now we want to pass on those stones. Now we want to be laying that firm foundation, which is Jesus Christ and nothing else. Why did the chicken cross the road? His purpose, to get to the other side. Why do we do what we do to build lives on Jesus Christ? To bring them to heaven. Let's keep working together to build lives on that one sure foundation for salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen.